Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Uh, quite good. The album finally came out. That was fun. Uh, I got my physical copy, but we also had a bunch of stuff happen in Fire Emblem, too. Did you say album? The album, yes. Blackpink's first album. They Ooh. just titled it The Album. I don't know. One of, one of the K-pop groups I listened to. Blackpink. Oh. Uh, like, they were at Coachella last year. So. I don't know what does not... Comp- I don't... Yeah, I'm not... I Music... First of all, music is... intentional, but... No, I know. I, hey, you got me, you got me. Well, I'm glad your, your album came out. Um, spinning that vinyl putting that wax to the needle is that what the kids say it, it is still a cd and technically i got the digital version on the second when it actually released it just you know over the course of last week the physical version got here from korea oh. so was able to get all the bonus stuff they usually give you that, that's one thing i like about k-pop albums is that they come with a lot of bonus stuff like a bunch of uh photo cards of various members of the group and stuff like that hmm. wow that's so. really good i'm glad you got that in the mail um before we jump into the show i did want to tease give people a little heads up extra life is going on and we are currently taking votes for our first 2021 game club and right now verdant wind the verdant wind route for three houses is in the lead so if you've got a favorite three houses route that you want us to play certainly hit us up let us know and vote through your donations, which go to Sick Kids out of Toronto, a, uh, a Children's Miracle Network hospital. Now, Eddie, let's jump in here. We got banners running. The weekly revival banner 11, Randolph and Lace Battle, which ends um, today. So probably done by the time you're reading this. Uh, New Power goes until the 14th. Tempest Trials banner goes until the 18th. And finally, Dragon's Harvest, the newest banner we're going to talk about tonight goes until november 7th we are into november in the calendar now eddie how did your summoning go we got new halloween heroes yep and of course i hopped into the halloween banner Uh, i got a five star on my first pull whoa however it was um i can't remember if i got sanaki before the banner came out but it was either a sanaki or a fallen tiki so it was not one of the new heroes um you know but either way, uh, after that, I did have a bit of a rough start. I did manage to get a four-star Zane somewhat early on. Uh, and, but at that point, I kept uh, pulling colorless, hoping for another four-star. Uh, while once you hear the weapon, you'll understand why he doesn't really need merges. It's still nice to get rid of a Bane uh, in case you know his special ability doesn't trigger. Uh, you don't have enough units near him or whatnot. And I got Pity Broken with a Lou and a Chris before getting a 5-star Zane. Uh, at that point, I did finally drop Colorless. And my luck turned when I got both a Duo Tiki and a Neko Grima on the same ring. Uh, Degencia, or De- Degencia, uh decided to be a bit more stubborn. Uh, got an Echoes Catria and a Dream uh, Corn male version, uh, showing up. Uh, the Dream Melkorn was on a ring with no reds, since he's red. Uh, they showed up before I managed to get him. And this morning, pulling off of the new power banner, I did end up getting a Katarina. Nice. Randomly. 
Now, can you explain to me what Neko Grima means? Is that something for werewolves or something? Am I missing something there? Uh, maybe it's meant to be a werewolf, but uh, Grima looked like the, um, uh, what was it, Sakura we got a couple of years ago, who was a Nikomata, I believe is the word they use. Uh, cat girl. Oh. This is a cat girl. So Neko was short for Nekomata, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Pull up the game and verify it was Nekomata or Neko what. Yeah, so but, I'm. But while I look up that, how was your summoning? Yeah, well, uh, my you know my summoning actually started out kind of similar to yours. So I last week did some mythic banner hopping in, and and it did not go according to plan, but it but it went it went according it, it happened. Uh, I wanted to make sure. Yeah, I did talk about that. So I spent about 150 orbs on the Mythic Banner. So I wasn't. I'll be honest. When I originally saw the Halloween, I was looking forward to the Halloween Banner. And when I originally saw it, I was like, "Oh man!" Like none of these are characters I really enjoy, and the costumes really didn't hit me at the at first. So it's kind of like, ah, this is kind of feels like Halloween light. You know, it's a very it's a dragon festival. It feels very. It felt very tame at first at first uh, glance, but. Um, we'll talk more about the heroes later on and go into more detail on my thoughts. But I'll, I'll admit some of the costumes aren't great. Like, um, Degencia, uh, it's hard to tell if he's even wearing a costume. Just the belt design makes you realize that's actually a costume. Of course, I don't know what he actually looked like in the original game. And, mm-hmm. um, I still can't tell if Duotiki is actually wearing a costume other than a pair of horns as a headband. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that was the thing is, is there's definitely some Halloween flavor here. You got your candies, you got your pumpkins, but, um, it didn't hit me like previous, like, uh, Halloween Larachelle is still, I think one of the shining examples of a, of a, a solid Halloween costume. I mean, last year we had, uh, we had, uh, the first duo hero, we had Hector and Liliana, which was perfect, you know, in terms of a Halloween costume. Um, so I I don't know. We'll talk more about it when we get to the heroes specifically. We'll dive deep on each one, but I did decide to go in just because I wanted some festive Halloweenness. Uh and like you, I got a 5-star early on that was not on the banner and I got a 5-star Makoto um pretty early on, probably like the second attempt at summoning. And uh Zane actually grew on me from a design standpoint. I mean, if you look at the heroes, he he is the one that kind of stands out the most as a as a costume outside of I guess uh fell um or fall vessel Robin. But um yeah. yeah. And speaking of fall vessel Robin, I did just uh verify uh Sakura that we got a couple years ago is gentle Nikomata and she's got the cat ears. She doesn't have paws like Robin does, but she has like the paw shaped paddle that she uses as a weapon. So, yeah, I, I think thought Robin's outfit or fall vessel Robin's looked similar enough to that that she was meant to be another Nekomata. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to be talking about uh, Robin today, and I, I was actually going through the Sharina stuff, and, and she actually says it's a werewolf or says it's a werewolf. Oh. So it turns out that her costume isn't supposed to be a, a, a tag well which might be of um a version of a of a of an animal character Tagwells are the bunny characters from awakening oh yes Hot okay Pan and her kid 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's not that. She's a. She's a. Appears to be a werewolf. So that's that's at least Sharina's take. Although you know what, these days it's hard to trust Sharina. That's all I, I'll say. I guess looking at the claws that she has on the feet and the hands, I could see where you get werewolf from it. And the tail, I guess, does look more wolf than cat. So. Mm. Well, we, we'll talk more about Robin later, but uh, let me finish here. Um, I got, so Zane, I kind of came around on Zane, so I started pulling colorless. I mean, you see that with, with the Makoto I got. I did get a four-star Zane pretty pretty quickly. Also got a four-star Ileana from last time, or last New Heroes banner. So that was nice. I didn't have, obviously, any of those characters. And as I raced to get some other hero on the banner i ended up getting a five-star gatry again from the iliana banner last last uh couple episodes ago and did you get a gatry or no i did get a gatry yeah this is oh. or sorry did i get one last time last time yeah from no. the original banner no so these so are all new heroes new, so yeah, yeah. I don't feel so bad. It's all new, and I only went in, I think, about 50 orbs, so I'm, I'm still sitting there with, like, 170, and I've got all of Tempest Trials. I I think maybe tonight we'll go through the heroes, and I'll, I'll determine whether I want to go back in. Um, I'm thinking maybe uh, uh, Robin might be one to kind of go for. I mean, she does look like she has a cool she has a cool costume set up, and I don't have a Grima Robin at all, okay. so it might be nice to kind of fill out that gap i guess since there's so many of them uh mm-hmm. but i'm i might just stick with zane honestly i know opera will be happy to hear this but i might just stick with zane as the as the halloween hero and i'm obviously got yeah. ina but uh yeah that, that, uh, not too bad yeah, i'll admit i had forgotten who zane was but you know uh on realizing who he was and they actually did quite well with the character for him mm-hmm. and not a bad one to keep really i'm looking forward to you know talking about them later on for sure other than those banners going on we did finally get our new calendar uh we have a bunch of events starting this week uh like we mentioned that new power banner started today uh which hadn't been on the old uh banner or calendar that's the word (laughs) uh but uh we also know that on the 11th we have a set of limited hero battles starting we have a set of double special heroes starting on the 12th, a new round of Hall of Forms on the 13th, as well as heroes with special spirals starting on the 14th. We also have the Revival banner for a Monstrous Harvest starting on the 16th. Nice. Good stuff. And, uh, you know, moving into our topic, we've got the Halloween Dragons Have Arrived. This is the new banner, Dragon's Harvest, that we're going to talk about. We already talked about these heroes a little bit, but we're going to go in-depth as we go over their skills and talk a little bit more about where they're from and all that fun stuff. So uh, without further ado, let's kick this off. Dragons from across Fire Emblem show up for the Harvest Festival this year. Counting the Tempest Trials unit, we have two from Radiant Dawn, two from Mystery of the Emblem, and uh, one being a harmonic hero with Blazing Blade cameo and an Awakening unit to round it out. No point in dragging it out. Out. Dragging it out. Let's get started with Robin, the Fall Vessel. So, I hope you enjoyed that one. That was courtesy of our, of our writer, Eddie. Uh, 
It seems that uh, it seems that someone or something who had lain dormant deep within Robin is controlling her body to participate in the festival. Disguised as a werewolf, the fallen vessel aims to sneak past our heroes with cuteness instead of destroy the world rage. As a dragon, or sorry, as a green dragon flyer, Robin wields moonless breath, where the unit can counterattack regardless of foe's range. If unit is within two spaces of an ally and deals damage to foe using a special, restores 30% of unit's maximum HP, and yes, this will trigger even if zero damage is dealt. She has two new skills, one in the A slot called Dragon Scale, which neutralizes effective against flying bonuses, and if foe initiates combat or if foe's HP is equal to 100% at start of combat, inflicts attack slash resistance minus 6 on foe and grants special cooldown charge plus 1 per foe's attack during combat. Now only the highest value is applied, does not stack, and the special cooldown change, or sorry, charge granted even if foe's attack deals 0 damage. The other new skill in the B slot called Dragon's Ire 3, if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 50% and foe initiates combat, neutralizes effects that prevent unit's follow-up attacks and unit makes a guaranteed follow-up attack. Rounding out her kit is Goad Dragons in the C slot and Noontime as a special. So, whew, pretty wordy, wordy stuff. Lot, a lot there for sure. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, uh, it's kind of uh, guaranteed, but the weapon does still have the usual dragon bonus on it. Yes. Where no matter if the opponent attacks at two two feet away or two spaces away, if an opponent attacks from their distance of two, it uses the weaker defense, whether mm-hmm. or not it would normally attack the other defense. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. It all like um it does have the dragon effect Mo- on the weapon. Yeah, most of the characters have dragon stones which will have that effect. Mm-hmm. I had removed so. it from the description, but you're right, which it's good to mention that these are all these are all dragon weapons so they will have that that effect. Not all, but Not all. No, no, no. Um not all of them are dragons. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, they are all dragons. They just don't all have dragon stones. Say what? Zane's a dragon? Yep. But he's not he threw away his stone at some point, so... Oh, man. This game. <laughs> okay. It's hard to keep yeah. track of all these, these characters. I mean, it's impossible to keep track of all these characters, unless unless it's your full-time job. Um, okay, so with we obviously talked a lot about Robin so far with her, you know, her outfit and stuff. Um, one thing that I've got to mention that I can't unsee now, and I'm sorry, listeners at home, if you look at her art, her hair is sprouting from her ears. Yes. So that's that's um that's something. And I guess I can sort of see the werewolf werewolf enus to it. I mean, I guess it looks like a hat that she pulled her hair through. Yeah. Well, it's of. definitely a costume, right? She's not actually a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, for me werewolves usually have the actual transformation of body a bit more. So that's why I didn't see it as werewolf. I saw it more as cat. But uh, looking closer at the claws and the tail, it does look like more werewolf than cat, I guess, to a degree. Werewolves don't normally have a collar as, like, also. Like, it's kind of, she has, like, sure. a collar on. Um, but gotta, you know, kudos to her for wearing, like, a purple plaid shirt underneath. I think that's pretty great. I don't well, know, like, 
if that's werewolfy, but uh, she's got like a little plaid shirt going it's, on, which is fantastic. It's fallen heroy. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. It's a little folly, fall, fallen-y, fallen. Not, not even. I'm, I'm talking. Uh, Fire Emblem heroes, fallen heroes. They love all that blue or purple flames hovering around them. So supplementing it with a purple shirt fits in. Oh, I thought you were saying like all fallen heroes wear plaid. No, I was more saying all fallen heroes have the purple flames off of them. So a purple shirt kind of blends in complements that well. She does have the the purple going on. So uh, yes. She has yeah. the usual purple flames coming off her. She looks cool. Nice I one. think she's great. Yep. Yeah. So who do we so, have next? Uh, next we have Zane, Autumn Trickster. A dragon who tossed away his dragon stone and met up with Marth and Shadow Dragon and all the subsequent uh, games in that combination. Um, looking at it, I think it was even in the original version. Uh, I might have even been slightly more powerful then because uh, of some slight tweaks they did to his transformation ability uh where he uh and this is what i realized earlier today is that when researching him is that he can transform he's the one who we got near the end who could transform into another one of your units and would take on most of their stats and stuff so you could use them you know duplicate someone very powerful and get some extra hits in and stuff Hmm. yeah Um, I didn't recognize that until you mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, yep. that's where he's from. That's kind of the same thing as me until I was looking into it and realized, oh, that's who he was. Okay. Yep. Uh, but he, uh, so in reading his background, he was a dragon who tossed away his dragon stone and now can transform to anyone and anything other than a dragon. So he can be anything but a dragon. Uh, he shows up for the Harvest Festival dressed as a jester. Uh, as a colorless tome infantry unit, our second colorless tome unit, he wields the Joker's Wild, which gives him HP plus 5, and changes the four combat stats, attack, defense, uh, speed, and res, to the highest respective stat among allies within two spaces during combat. Uh, with It does have the slight downside. If um, one of the ally stats is lower than his stat, he'll take or if the highest stat of the allies is lower than his stat, he will take the lower stat. It calculates each stat independently at the start of combat and changes it during combat for that. Despite being the four-star unit on the banner, uh, he does have a new skill, an attack res form, which at tier three grants attack resistance plus two times the number of uh, allies plus an additional one. So... You know, if he's surrounded by three allies, two times three, six plus one. Uh, It caps at seven. Um, He also comes with reposition in infantry hexblade. So. Nice. So, yeah, with that weapon, it doesn't really matter what his boon and bane are, as as long as he's around allies. If he's off on his own, it might be wise to have a decent boon and even emerge to get rid of that bane so it's kind of a crazy it's a crazy weapon i mean his ability to kind of mirror your unit's stats is uh hmm it's interesting it's a crazy weapon that can make him very broken at times but if you have the wrong characters next to him it could make him very weak and easy to kill so 
Yeah, but if it's, uh, yeah, so maybe he wouldn't be great for like a randomly filled sort of, I know there are no randomly filled teams, but like say a, a large team where it'd be harder to balance, but for a team of four, could you not just stack it with characters that aren't going to trigger his, his downside, like his negative? His, his, True. You I, could. I, maybe, yeah. That's generally what you'd want to do. You'd want to throw him in with a bunch of characters who are, you know, pretty powerful mm-hmm. and keep them near him. But once again, if he gets too far out of distance from them, uh, it's within two spaces. So if he's three spaces out, it doesn't trigger. So, if, can, yeah. Know, I mean, I can kind of see why why people were saying in in Discord that it it, it you know it de- you don't need to plus ten him. I think Opera was nope. saying he's you don't need to, but he's going to anyways. That seems like it would make it harder. But as, as long as you're because his stats don't don't change it, like they don't affect anything. They're just as long as they're if they're low, then you have a higher chance of actually having him mirror another character, right? Yeah, I mean, he always mirrors another character if the character is within range, mm-hmm. whether his stats are lower or higher than theirs. Yeah, so he seems like he, maybe not a great fit for your auto battling because you want to make sure you're keeping him close by. And I mean, in auto battle, if, he might get away from other if characters. You, if he's somewhat weaker, yes, it makes sense. That makes sense. If he's, if you've got him plus ten, or if you have him, you know, with a good boon bane, then it won't really affect much you just you know you might not be you might be losing a point or two or a couple points depending on who's around him Mm. when he's near someone or you might still be gaining because some people can get really broken high stats you know yeah so i think his costume looks great too very fitting uh for what he does and what he well what he does in in this game and in his in his normal or his uh, mystery of the emblem game shadow dragon um i'm digging the like i said this one looks more this one feels very halloweeny like this feels like a costume um mm-hmm. uh, and that and fell robin as well definitely had that feel too but again i i feel like i'm being nitpicky with these costumes i feel like maybe they're not as exaggerated as i was hoping and this one definitely is so it fits the bill perfectly um, and Robbins does as well. I, you know what? When it comes right down to it, I think the next two heroes we're going to talk about are the ones that kind of don't hey. don't show up to the ball properly. <laughs> you know, Ryan, you're telling me that you're actually Ryan and nitpicky about the Halloween costumes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's only like you've done that every year. Every year, except I come around. I'm so forgiving. You know, uh, I'm just ribbing you a little. No. And I, I admit these next two are a little less. Good costumes. I mean, looking at Tiki, Tiki herself, uh, looking closer at her art, you can sort of see her sort of outfit or sort of costume. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the count in the room here because we're going to we're going to talk. Now, I'm going to ask you because I think you pronounced it properly. And just so we have symmetry on the show, was it? What was it? I was saying Degensia. Degensia? Yeah, okay. That, that's a guess. It could be Degensia, but I mean, Degensia sounds weird to pronounce, so. Degensia, yeah. So, uh, well, anyways, this guy, Degensia, Harvest. For, I mean, for all I know, it's for all I know, it's Degensia or something like that. There's well, the D is silent, and it's yeah, Hagen, for, I don't, Hagensia. I don't know this character. He's no. from the Egg Games. And I don't recall him. Yeah, I didn't meet him in my playthrough, and I didn't get through both of them. 
Ah, well, one of these days, one of these days we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, and I can say that because that, that could be any time in the near or far future. Uh, let, let's talk about Hegensia or Degensia. Harvest, Goldawan. Uh, the king of Goldoa, the tr- Dragon Tribe Kingdom, has come to the Harvest Festival. Goldoa normally refuses any outside contact, but Hegensia has made a break with tradition by dressing up as a vampire from distant lands. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, Degensia is a red dragon armor hero that wields black fire breath plus, where if unit is not adjacent to an ally, um, it, it inflicts attack slash resistance minus five on foe during combat and neutralizes foe's bonuses to attack slash resistance uh, from skills like fortify, rally, etc. Uh, during combat. Uh, he has a new skill, or uh, and uh, also his weapon has the dragon effect, which, uh, which we talked about earlier. He has a new skill in the B slot called Slick Fighter 3, where if unit's HP is greater than or equal to 25% and foe initiates combat, neutralizes penalties on unit during combat and unit makes a guaranteed follow-up attack. Rounding at his kit is a Sturdy Stance 3 in the A slot and Draconic Aura as a special. So this guy is dressed as a vampire. Um, Does he open his mouth? Does he have fake fangs? He opens his mouth and he does not have fangs. Missed opportunity. He's even a dragon. Couldn't you just like say he's got fangs? Am I am I not? I'm zooming in. Zoom and enhance. No. <laughs> those are uh those are some flat teeth. He needs to wear a grinder when he goes to bed. It looks like he's uh stressed. Um yeah, he's a vampire, right? Like he's got the whole he, he's got the so he he's got the wings and I, I dig it. It's a vampire thing, and when you kind of zoom in, you go a bit further, you see he's got the half cape and, like, the wings cape, so he's got two capes going on, mm-hmm. so that's kind of fancy, right? Um, yeah. This, this one, just, I don't know. I don't know this character, so it's a little, it's tough for me to get excited, but him dressed as a vampire, it fits his look, like, he's got that very stern, serious, you know, look. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's a good Dracula fit. I guess if you're going to do a vampire, you might as well give it to this serious guy, right? Yeah, that works. I mean, I, I looked him up. His outfit looks barely any different from it does in the original. So this right. is definitely one of those ones that, you know, it's hard to I'm gonna, really I'm gonna... see if they've actually done anything. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing it. It's definitely like, I mean, he a little spikier shoulder collars. The actual belt that has the bat thing on it, and I guess the actual spikes to the cape. But otherwise, it looks virtually the same. So, yeah, there are more differences, but it does look very close. So it's like you already looked like Count Dracula or a evil Count. You yeah, know? yeah, and I guess all the bat Im- imagery does make it definitely more vampire than not yeah so. i can see it i i like it is what it is um he's a bit of a dud though i'll say uh these these two heroes I mean, his that we're skills aren't horrible but you no. know he's no yeah. um but yeah it is what it is um let's while we're kind of puttering through the the less than stellarly dress let's let's go to the runner up here well we have tiki harmonic hope uh, who is a harmonic duo with Ninian. 
Uh, and yeah, she's not amazingly dressed. Uh, I guess she's where it has horns and a tail, so she looks like a devil, but Ninian... Well, let me go a little further. Uh, young Tiki from the first game returns with Ninian from Blazing Blade as a new harmonic hero. Not sure what they're supposed to be dressed up as, other than maybe a parent and her child out trick-or-treating. Uh, but they show up as a blue-flying harmonic dragon unit with the harmonic skill that grants resonant blades to themselves and allies from the same titles as them, uh, which would, of course, be Mystery of the Emblem and Blazing Blade. Uh, and Resonant Blades is the one that grants attack speed plus four during combat for one turn. In addition, it also uh, the harmonic seal also grants another action to the ally within two spaces with the highest HP. Uh, and it does not trigger in a tie if they meet all these requirements, even if they're a dancer or singer, as long as they are from one of the appropriate games. So if you have, like, another version of Ninian there, she'll get it. But if there's a, um, uh, I can't think of another dancer, uh, Nils, uh, in the same range with the same amount of health as Ninian, uh, then neither of them will get the extra move. Assuming they're the highest health. If there's someone else within two spaces from that game that has higher health, they will still get the extra move. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, looking at her costume, or the the costumes, I should say, it, it very much feels like a um, a devil and angel situation, maybe. Because she's got the tail and the horns, so like demon. There was a part of me that thought that initially, but like, but Excuse then, me. like, Nidian has nothing that indicates she's an angel. You yeah, know? and then I'm kind of looking closer. Other, she's other got... than her dragon stone looking like an ice cream cone <laughs> and a bunch of treats <laughs> wrapped as a belt, a bunch of candies wrapped as a belt, she doesn't really have much of a costume. Do you think... Okay, I'm going to throw something out here. This is a random, random theory here, but you look at her scarf and it's got, like, snowflakes on it? So maybe yeah. she's um like is this a resplendent version of Ninian that they reused and like I don't know change her dragonstone into an ice cream cone and put candy in her little halo and call it a day. <laughs> it just it they're not very harmonic. That's the other thing. They're supposed to be harmonic, like they're in harmony. Yet clearly they did not coordinate on the costume. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of keeping their normal coloring, but I mean, other than the. A uh, large shawl, which did have snow in it. The Ninian is completely different than the other versions of Ninian. You yeah. know, she does not look exactly the same. Maybe one might even argue a completely different art style. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I guess it... it is a new drawing of Tiki. The outfit is complete, is very different. But it, it like I said initially, it looks like a mother taking her child out trick or treating. To me. Yeah, I mean that's that's about the energy I will. No, that's not true. I, I'll put a little more energy yeah. into a Halloween costume than this. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? It is what it is. It just it feels like uh, it, it feels like a missed opportunity in my mind. Like you remember. Yeah. You remember um, Hector and Liliana, which, you know, Hector wasn't wearing anything, you know, crazy different. But it was clearly he was dressed up as a wizard and she was dressed up as a as a witch. Right. Mm-hmm. So it worked really well. I, I don't I'm not we're obviously splitting hairs here because. These are Halloween characters in in a video yeah. game. Like they, it, it fits. Um, it's just I don't know. Feels like they could have 
It fits, and I like the little touch that when Tiki transforms, as they showed in the trailer, her horns stay there. Mm-hmm. Her demon horns stay on top of her dragon form. So oh, that's yeah. a cute little touch. That is a nice touch. Um, I was just so, reading through Sharina's description. So um, Tiki is dressed as an impish costume, which, you know, kind of monster from a faraway land, kind of fits within yeah. what you were saying. The demonic imp. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ninian is supposedly an angelic Tenyo, another fantastic being from exotic locales. So angelic is uh, is fitting with what we were talking about. I'm just going to look up Tenyo. Tenyo. Yep. Uh is well, while you look that up, let me go over their weapon and the rest of the stuff about them. Uh, they uh, have the weapon of the f- Frostfire Breath, which, on top of the usual Dragonstone effect, is effective against dragons and grants a base attack of plus three, or attack plus three automatically, as well as granting attack and speed plus six, plus an additional boost to attack equal to 1.5 times the bonus on their defense and resistance. If the bonus keyword is active on them. While they have no new skills, they do come with Tiki's legendary skill with everyone, or legendary Tiki's uh, legendary skill with everyone. The tier 4 version of attack speed push, rally up speed plus, and aerobatics. I I, I apologize. I didn't realize you hadn't read, finished reading the description. We kind yeah, of went I, off on a description. When I was writing it up, I decided to write up the um, harmonic skill first. Mm. So, and I didn't mind jumping into it. And it, you go look searching up the Tenyo gave me a chance to read the rest of it out. Yeah. So uh, Tenyo is a part of uh, the a part of a grouping of spiritual beings found in Japanese Buddhism uh, that are similar to Western angels. Uh, nymphs or fairies so uh the female version is a tenyo and uh yeah definitely she's definitely a tenyo Uh, okay cool i've never seen tenyos yeah uh which is perfectly fine i you know this is a japanese game so it's something they would know better you know so it's really cool to learn new stuff like japanese or the western angel look with wings and halos and stuff so yeah no, I'm I'm enjoying. I I really dig. That's that's something that this game is really cool. Is they they will subtly bring in, you know, See, uh, their and culture. And I think that kind of um boosts uh, their costume a bit more because it taught us a bit more about uh, Japanese Buddhism in their culture. So. Well, there you go. Maybe it, maybe it definitely is more harmonic. And I I'm glad we were able to look it up on the show, so we didn't get in tr- get get not angry informative emails. So. Uh, I'm really glad we we did that little bit of research. That's really cool. So that that fits for sure, and it's it's cool to learn more about that stuff. Uh, let's let's talk about the last hero here, which is Ina, the Autumn Tactician. Ina, one of the Dragon Lagoos, is coming to the Harvest Festival. That exotic outfit she's sporting is based on the Jiangshi, a type of monster from a faraway land. Ina is a Red Dragon Infantry unit that wields Pi Breath Plus at five stars. Uh, being a Tempest Trials unit, she has no new skills, but her kit includes Swap as an assist, uh, Defense slash resi- Resistance Link 3 in the B slot, and Ward Dragons in the C slot. Now, I wanted to double check that her weapon is um, unique. So, Red Dragonstone. Um, let me see. No, it is. And, and you know what? It's funny. Oh, I don't know how is. I... It's Pale oh. Breath. How, how did I write... Why did I read Pai Breath? 
<laughs> What's that? I don't know. That, that was my brain. Know. I'm sorry. It is definitely spelled Pale Breath Plus, and um, it is a new weapon. It's it's exclusive to uh, to her, and basically, uh, from what I can tell, it's not exclusive. She can inherit it to someone else. Sorry, I mean it's it a new, new weapon. New with but her, yes, yes, it's it's definitely inheritable by dragon units. Um, good good point. Uh, but basically, what it does is if unit is within two spaces of an ally. Grants attack slash defense plus five to unit and neutralizes unit's penalties to attack slash defense during combat. And uh, like all other dragon weapons, it has the dragon effect, which is if foe's range is equal to two, calculates damage using the lower of foe's defense or resistance. Uh, so I apologize for messing that one up. And also uh, my brain just resetting <laughs> mid-conversation. <laughs> Pie breath. Not gonna. That's not gonna live that one down. Um, so this is another one uh, taking from Japanese culture. I'm guessing. I did not look it up, but um, I'm guessing faraway land is is kind of their reasoning for for all this. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quickly look it up and see what it is because this has been very interesting. So ooh, oh, this is cool. So a Jiangxi is actually Chinese, and okay. it's a hopping vampire. Or hopping zombie. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a hopping type type of reanimated zombie. corpse. So there you go. That fits vampire zombie, but yeah, isn't that interesting? The hopping is the weird part to me, but hey, cool. Yeah, uh, Sharina, you know, goes on to say, "I hear that Jiangxi are pretty stiff, so they can only get around by hopping with their arms outstretched." So there you go. Okay. We are learning so much. I feel like. Uh, that's really I, neat. I see what they're going with there, because, you know, dead body, no, or limited movement. So, you know, or maybe in uh, Chinese culture, they tie the feet together when they're dead. Yeah, I'm not sure. Or something. So, you know, on uh, being undead, they're unable to untie their legs, so they hop. It's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of neat. So there you go. Yep. Uh, those are your new Halloween heroes. And uh, before we jump out of the Fey talk, we've got one little piece of information to share. Yes, uh, as Takumi came out this morning or yesterday morning, when you're or whenever you're listening to it, uh, came out already. Uh, we did get info on who the next new resplendent hero is, and that is Sita, Talus's heart. Uh, she will be dressed in Nifflin attire. And the next three uh, splendid hero, and she in her outfit, she's uh, accentuating the Nifflin teal with a bit of pink. So, uh, this is one I, I really like, especially after Zombie or Crazy Eyes. Uh, oh, who was the last one? Green Fart. Takumi? Julia? Oh, oh no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Takumi, I, she's the hell outfit in. That just came out today, but, like, yeah, the thing that really disturbed me about Julia's outfit is that she kind of has crazy eyes. It's like, okay. <laughs> but this one is uh, Sita, Talos's heart, in Nifflin attire with a nice splash of pink in there, which kind of fits with Sita. Mm-hmm. No, she's, yeah. Um, I will, we talked about this pre-show, but... When I first saw the preview, I saw it in the game, and, and it just kind of shows a crop of her of her face. 
And I was thinking like, oh, well, that looks very close. And I thought I should click through, but then I didn't get a chance to until until we were prepping for the show. And I got to say, like, uh, first of all, I say I really like the resplendent version of Sita. This is great. I'll resub for this. No problem. Um, but I'll say this looks like a it's and again, it's very well done. I don't want to discount it, but I will say that originally when I looked at it, I was like, oh, this looks like a really like a Photoshop that you would see in the subreddit for Fire Emblem Heroes where someone has taken Sita's head and kind of like placed it on top of Fiorm's sort of body. It has that Fiorm feel to it. Obviously not the same. Um, is this is definitely new art. This is not a this is not a, a quick fix. Um but yeah, I like it. I really dig it. It's got the accents of red and then the pink as you said and it's a, so, a watercolory look to it as well in the way that that it's yeah. been colored, so that's really cool. So, not wanting to bash you oh, too, go ahead. too much. Do it. But it also just your initial thoughts in this kind of show how one's memories aren't always perfect. No, my memories are <laughs> terrible. The original version of Cedar's Talus Heart has a turtleneck, red turtleneck. Uh-huh. So no pink at all on her original outfit. Uh, the young Cedar that came out for the 30th anniversary does have a pink scarf. So I think you're kind of mixing a bit of those with just seeing the headshot of the pink scarf, thinking it looks like normal. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the young Cedar and um Fjorm's outfit has nice giant uh ice or uh, frozen ice things on the shoulders and stuff so if you really take a glance at those it's not quite the same i guess below that it looks very similar with the short dress mm-hmm. and the stockings all look the same or similar yeah oh and like I mean, if we want to go down this rabbit hole, I will point you to Exhibit A, which is Pai Breath, right? Which was within the show. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm well, not going to sit here and try I, to defend I can myself. See, <laughs> I can see where some of those thoughts come from, but there are more differences than it real- you realize at first. No, yeah. And I've done it before in some previous ones where it's, oh, these look exactly the same. Oh, wait, no, they really don't. But I will say. Or you could even, if, you know, someone's a big fan of Dig and Sia looks at the original version of him and the Halloween and sees a lot more differences than we mentioned. So mm-hmm. no, I, th- I think she looks great. I think this oh, is yeah. a, a solid resplendent hero. And I, and I like, I'll say this. I really like the niffle, uh, look. I like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the light blues and the whites and stuff. So that really works for me. I also like the, um, the Embla and Asker and gosh, why am I slipping on the, the opposite to niffle? look well no yeah uh, no suitor Uh, yeah um oh no that's the guy what's the um, why am i spacing on mooseville mooseville yeah so i i like i like those looks i like hell too i I think it's just um it's one of the i I guess yeah most of most of the respondent looks are pretty nice and decent it's just sometimes it feels like the characters don't represent the don't fit with the designs Mm mm-hmm for sure. Yeah, or or have crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah. They're just staring through you and following you through the room. What's going on? Uh all right. Well, cool. Look forward to uh Sita when she arrives. Did we say a date? I didn't I don't remember. Uh, uh she would be the twenty fourth or twenty fifth. I can't remember exactly yeah. which day is when it 
resets. 25th of October. Pulled up right here. 25th, yeah. Yeah. So look forward to that on the 25th once Takumi leaves this uh, subscription and goes to a $5 purchase. So look forward to that. Uh, let's jump into the Outrealm Gate because we have Game Club back. Oh, man. Are you excited? We are talking about the Blazing Blade. And uh, we're not ever going to make that mistake between the two games because it's written right here, which is perfect. Because <laughs> knowing me, I would make that mistake. And we are playing through Lynn's Root, which is the first 10 chapters. And today we start with the prologue, which Eddie has taken the time to write out in a uh, yes. fun way. <laughs> yes, I've written out a unique way because it's a pretty bog standard tutorial mission that really gives you little to no chances or no chance to actually do much of anything so after being kidnapped by lynn you wake up in her tent before a convenient bandit attack happens where in a tutorial mode the game teaches you how to play the game step by step after showing off most mechanic lynn gaslights you with a sob story of her parents dying and her tribe not wanting to follow a woman to trick you into uh, uh despite her being the daughter of chief to trick you into teaching her uh, your uh, te- tactical skills to help her in her comment to rise as an evil overlord. Which, yeah. yeah, it's she's not actually an evil overlord. It's, you know... <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where the, the tutorial is very... You get control at very specific moments, so I can kind of see how your brain went here, but there there is some stuff here that, that, that shines through as, as truth in that um, you are quickly introduced to the, the fact that Lynn is in a really rough place because her entire mm-hmm. family and tribe has been slaughtered uh or sorry not entire but a good portion and those that are her, left both her parents were slaughtered and the re- the tribe that's the members of the tribe that survived refused to follow her because she's a woman yeah the joys of early 2000s thought processes yeah or i mean it, it's very th- this is yeah this is an early 2000 game and and i mean uh i wouldn't I mean, you look at you look at this the setup for this game, and obviously, you don't understand the the greater conflict going on here, and until we get into the into in chapter one. But this this map is very yeah. much setting up Lynn, not even who Lynn is, but just Lynn and yep. yourself, and really not setting up anything about you as the, as the yeah, tactician. Yep, yeah, and I'll admit I came up with that re- writing the uh, summary that way because. They don't explain how you get into Lynn's tent unconscious. You just wake up unconscious in Lynn's tent. Yeah. They don't really explain where you came from or how you got there. And I don't know if they do eventually, because it's been a while since I played the game. Uh, it's probably worth noting like where, where this game fits in sort of our history of, of Fire Emblem. I mean, specifically for me, it's the first time... I, the first Fire Emblem game, and it probably is a lot of people's first Fire Emblem game if they started. It was my first Fire Emblem game. Yeah, and it came uh, out on... I think I had some idea of Fire Emblem because of Smash Brothers mm-hmm. and Marth being in there, but yeah. Yeah. had never played them. That is definitely where the curiosity started when these, these random Japanese-only characters were present in, in a sequel to Smash Brothers, one of my favorite games on the N64. And... I think it was I think we did the math a couple times on the show but it was a couple years after that that this one came out um and that's where my confusion set in is like when do we when do we see Martha Roy um 
Yeah. Obviously, we don't see Marth, but we we get Roy at the tail yeah. end of the game, but not the Roy we even Roy then, our boy, right? Even then, yeah, he's not the Roy you know from Smash. The only reason you would know about Roy when playing the original Blazing Blade is either you played the Japanese games, so you already know Marth and Roy, or you played Smash Brawl and had Roy in there. And oh, okay, but why why did they choose him? A baby a kid who you only know as a baby as a character to bring into Smash Brothers type yeah. thing. And I mean when this game came out when I first played it, I, I think it it was a very different time in that I wasn't I I wasn't aware of the greater video game expanse of like knowledge and where these things came from. It was very early. I mean you know, yeah, the my... internet existed then, but it wasn't as extensive as it is now. So, and, and I don't think it was your Fire Emblem is was a lot harder. Exactly, and I don't think for me it was my go-to resource. You know, I think the yeah. internet for me at this time was still this novelty that, I, uh, I mean, should I probably confirm when this game came out? I think, I think it was high school, which, which, you know, we didn't, we had dial-up at home. And we had high speed at high school. And if you looked up anything, I don't even know what you were allowed to do on, on the, you couldn't check your email. You got yelled at if you looked at anything that wasn't homework yet. Like everybody was at the computer lab. I think it was weird. Um, I think it was a bandwidth thing. Cause in those days you just had these tech teachers running around like slapping rulers on monitors and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a weird time for Fire Emblem, you know, but I think they used these characters that they've they introduced with this game with Lynn and Hector and Elliewood and 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 whatnot I think it worked quite well um yeah and I will note that I mentioned about the kind of half about the backwards of not wanting to follow a woman um and I will note that it's mainly her the Lorca tribe or whatever her tribe that's like that that's kind of they're kind of insinuating that this is a backwards tribe that refuses to have a woman as a leader because you know there's no issue with her uh in fact you know as chapter one indicates uh she's being hunted by her uncle granduncle because she might take his place as leader of the country that she finds out she comes from Yes, she is very capable of taking care of herself, and she shows that in in the prologue and in chapter one, uh, as we uh, head to the largest town in Sacre in order to get supplies, where we bump into Sane and Kent, a couple of Lycian knights who are on a mysterious mission. Upon departing town, you are waylaid by bandits who know Lynn by name and seem to be out to kill her. While she is outnumbered, Sane and Kent appear and insist on helping, allowing you to direct them the way you do Lynn. This game's explanation of why you have to control, or why you have control of all those units. You are the tactician, the strategist. Um, But they kind of use it as a way to gain Lin's trust, because Lin's like, these guys, not too Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Well, when she meets, I think it was Sane in the town, he's all flirty and very forward. An example of um, a Lauren-style flirting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Lin's not having any of it, and then I think Kent says says something that um by accident. looking familiar because he recognizes her mother. Yeah. 
and she's like, oh, man, I'm leaving. This is terrible. She just thinks yep. it's another uh, terrible. Another hit. Yeah, yeah and exactly. hitting on her again. Uh, but upon winning, Sane and Ken explained their mission and that they were looking for Lynn's mother, unaware until they had arrived that she had passed and are now looking for Lynn. Kent recognized her from her mother's portraits in Castle Caelan. They also realized that the bandit was sent by Lord Lundgren, Lynn's granduncle, who is trying to kill her to ensure he gets to the next, or he he gets to be the next Marquis, not believing that she has no interest in the position. Lynn agrees to go with them to Caelan, and you decide to stay with her. So you're off on an adventure to take Lynn to safety from her granduncle um, and uh, deliver her to her grandfather i guess is is what they're trying to yeah. do yeah yeah yep uh, i didn't write all the details out when i was writing it up but yeah her uh mother married the sasean or sakean uh guy who was the chief of lynn's tribe and her and her mother's father uh disowned her mother uh when about Right before she got killed, Lynn's mother sent a letter to her father, or Lynn's granduncle, or grandfather, um, explaining the birth of Lynn, uh, who is now 18, and that she had named her after uh, her grandfather's late wife, uh, Lindis, where the name comes from, and that made the grandfather very happy and he you know forgave his daughter sent sent kenton scene out to find his daughter and his granddaughter and unfortunately lynn's mother and father passed away before they got there mm-hmm. this this chapter again is is very tutorial like they they run you yeah. through controlling of uh knights and using it, it starts tutorial teaches you about terrain and uh weapons triangle and not so much about the exact differences between knights although they do tell you about move again if you don't use attacks but yeah a lot Mm -hmm. of tutorial type stuff then it lets you finish it off however you want yeah yeah it does open it up near the end but um they are very it's directed at the beginning for sure but uh i you know it's a it's a good setup. I mean, it ends, like we said, it ends with them kind of going off on their adventure and sets up the the next few chapters or, or more. But uh, yeah, it's a good start to a game that I, I love. I'm so happy to be back playing it because uh, mm-hmm. I, this is my first Fire Emblem. And I, I, remember, I remember going to college and bringing my NES-style GBA SP, and I just played Fire Emblem. That's what I played it over and over again. Like it's one of the few games I remember playing oh, a lot. You had the special SP that was gray with the yeah was painted to look like an NES. Okay, yeah, I did. I, it was one of my. That's I what threw me off when you said NES style SP. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, it, it's uh, it's one of my. It's probably one of my favorite designs that Nintendo's done for one of their handhelds. I mean, they don't really do that stuff anymore. Um, they do some stylized consoles, but that one was one of my favorite, and I mean, it's great. with the Switch, it's a lot harder to do something like that, you know? It is very, Most yeah. Most they can sure. really do is specialized colored Joy-Cons, maybe a skin on the back, yeah. and a skin on the dock if it's a fully docked version they're selling you. Well, I'll give the Switch this. I mean, the fact that you can you can buy replica 
SNES and NES con- controllers that are Bluetooth and battery or rechargeable batteries. Like that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll give I'll give Nintendo and that. Even they, designed that even if they don't fit, they'll click on like Joy Cons. So yeah, the NES ones do charge. I, yeah, so I'm really happy to be playing this game again. Um, we will continue with Chapter Two next week, uh, and we'll we'll work our way through Blazing Blade on our way to 2021, when we are going to start Game Club again, fresh with a Three Houses playthrough. And that route we have not decided. It is up to you, our fine supporters who uh, want to donate to Extra Life. We are back and supporting Children's Miracle Network Hospitals through Extra Life. We have some special bonuses for listeners that donate to me from the Gamers In Extra Life team by going to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan. Anyone, anyone who donates $10 or more to our Extra Life campaign will be able to vote for our first 2021 game club. Uh, we do want you to note your favored Three Houses route in the donation comment. You can donate multiple times. You can stack your vote. So if you donate $30 and choose something other than uh, Verdant Wind, you will uh, tie for the current uh, the current favorite. Uh, not that I'm trying to get out of us playing, uh, you know, uh, the Claude route, because I have not done that one yet. So, um, but anyways, support the kids. It's a great cause. And uh, we will uh, we will use your votes to choose our next game club. Um, you can donate all the way up until December 31st. And uh, you can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan to donate. I appreciate everyone's support so far. It's it's really really it's really awesome to see folks doing that. It's a, it's a great cause and uh, gets us playing more Fire Emblem for folks, right? Yeah. And before we get to that new uh, game in next year, we are going to be continuing Blazing Blade next week. Uh, as of right now, we're planning to only do Chapter Two. Uh, if we decide to step at chapter three uh into it we will let you know in discord but right now uh due to the fact that this chapter or this section is only about 10 to 11 chapters uh we're going to do one a week which would give us a nice little christmas break right before we start up with three houses next year yep we're going to be opening that one up right off the bat a late christmas gift an early 2021 gift so uh Looking forward to that. And if you want more Fire Emblem content, you can go to gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye, where you'll find all of our episodes, including those where we play many and many of Fire Emblem games for Game Club. And uh, you can email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can check out our Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning.